It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. This edition of Ag Life is presented by Bear Crop Science. This is Ag Life on Power Talk 96.7 and AM 1400. Here is Bob Quinn. Good morning, Valley. This is Ag Life. My name is Bob Quinn with you for the next hour, talking about agricultural production here in the Valley and all across the country. Well, friends, National Association of Conservation Districts submitted a letter to the USDA in response to the agency's request for comments on climate smart solutions to mitigate the effects of climate change. Climate smart agriculture and forestry need significantly more government investment and action to meet the need of oversubscribed programs, says NACD President Michael Crowder. Among the suggestions, the NACD Climate Action Task Force reiterated its request for at least $1.2 billion in fiscal year 2022. Well, friends, we also have been talking a lot about the American Families Plan. The proposed American Families Plan would protect most farmers from big capital gains taxes. We hear in this report from Gary Crawford this morning. When a farm is inherited by family members, they may face, in a few cases, a large tax bill. Oftentimes, the only option that they have is to sell some or all of the farm. But Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack told us that if the president's American Families Plan becomes law... We're not going to see the need for farms to be sold. We're not going to see people being kicked off the land. He says under the plan... If the farm continues to be in the family and the farm family continues to operate the farm, so uh, dad and mom pass away, but son and daughter basically continue to operate the farm. There is no tax penalty. There is no capital gains due. The farming operation continues. There's no tax owed to the Internal Revenue Service. And if the heirs do need to sell the farm, there's a million dollar per person capital gains exemption. So for mom and dad, that's $2 million of gain that can be transferred uh, without any tax complications at all. If their home's on the farm, then that's another half million dollar exemption. Vilsack says these rules will cover 98.5% of all the farms in the country. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Well, friends, we're going to talk more about this and hear from the American Farm Bureau Federation coming up. Also ahead, a look at farmland values. We should say Canadian farmland values. We'll have a special report ahead on Ag Life. This is Ag Life on Power Talk 96.7 and AM 1400. Bob Quinn back with some farm news this morning. Friends, a federal court here in California gave the Environmental Protection Agency two choices on the insecticide chlorpyrifos. Now, the agency has 60 days to write a new rule to allow for the safe use of the insecticide, or it can halt all food residue tolerances for chlorpyrifos, which would basically ban most uses of that product. Now, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals in San Francisco says the EPA has had long enough to respond to a 2007 petition by environmental groups to ban that chemical. The court says, quoting now, the EPA has had almost 14 years to publish a legally sufficient response to the 2007 petition. The court's ruling also says that during the delay, the EPA has exposed a generation of American children to unsafe levels of chlorpyrifos. By remanding back to the EPA one last time, rather than and compelling the immediate revocation of all chlorpyrifos tolerances, the court is being more than tolerant, quoting the court again now, but the EPA's time is now up. President Biden's proposed tax hikes to pay for infrastructure and social spending plans has unnerved many in farm country, just as Biden is winning buy-in for his climate change proposals. Farm groups like Biden's ideas on rewarding farmers for climate-smart conservation practice, but proposed new capital gains taxes could under 
undermine that support. American Farm Bureau President Zippy Duvall says, quote, a bright caution light is flashing on ending stepped-up basis and increasing capital gains taxes that could, quote, punish hardworking farm families. AFB tax advisor Pat Wolf with us. Farm Bureau's position is that current law is the best way to help farms and ranchers transfer at death. Under current law, all capital assets transfer without tax. Now, the president would instead impose a capital gains tax at death on gains of $1 million or $2 million per couple, essentially replacing the stepped-up basis. While the capital gains rate would nearly double for households with income over $1 million, USDA says most farms will owe no tax if they stay in the family, but Farm Bureau isn't sure about that. This new proposal may allow that to happen, but it comes with a lot of strings and conditions, and we don't know what those are yet. One thing is known, the tax hike would allow Senate Democrats to again use the streamlined legislative procedure called reconciliation to pass Biden's infrastructure and social spending bills with no GOP votes, provided all Democrats agree, which is not yet the case, friends. Well, let's look at farmland values, this time in Canada. Farm Credit Canada, the country's largest agriculture and agribusiness leader, has published its semi-annual farmland values report. Dennis Guy has that for us. Canadian farmland prices continued their steady climb last year. Average values of Canadian farmland increased 5.4% in 2020, which closely duplicated the increase of 5.2% posted for 2019. J.P. Gervais, chief economist with Farm Credit Canada, often faces questions about rising land prices, and he says, yes, cultivated land is expensive, but for the size of Canada, we don't have a lot of arable land, so it depends a lot on how you look at price versus value. The question they've been asked all the time is, land too expensive? To answer that question, you need to benchmark it because land is paid over 20 years at a five-year mortgage rate. And you look at that payment and capital and interest relative to the income you gain out of the land become more affordable. But at, at the same time, it's still the second highest level in the last 20 years. Whether you look at the trade While a number of factors influence farmland price, J.P. Gervais says the two main drivers continue to be commodity prices and interest rates. When you look at the drivers of farmland values, you can narrow it down to things mostly. It's farm income as well as interest rates. The farm income at grains and oil season pulse is looking at 18% growth in farm income in 2020. Interest rates have been reaching an all-time low. So all of that combined, 2020 was a pretty good year from a farm income standpoint. According to Farm Credit Canada's latest report, British Columbia cultivated farmland ranges from three to $20,000 per acre, with pockets selling in excess of 25000 per acre. In the Canadian prairies of Alberta, Saskatchewan, and much of Manitoba, cultivated land is selling in a $3,000-plus range to as high as $12,000 per acre in the more southerly regions. But cultivated farmland in southeastern Manitoba is selling from eight to $15,000 per acre. Southern Ontario farmland continues to sell in the highest amounts, especially southwestern Ontario, from 6000 to 25000 with some specialty acreage commanding up to $50,000 per acre. Moving eastward into southern Quebec, land values range from 6000 to a high of 20000 in the southwestern Quebec area. Further east into New Brunswick and the Atlantic provinces, productive farmland is found more in pockets and valleys, so farmland prices vary dramatically. Farmland on Prince Edward Island typically sells in the 12000 or higher range due to scarcity of available properties. Reporting from Canada, I'm Dennis Guy. Some farm news this morning. You're listening to Ag Life. This is Dairy Radio Now with Bill Baker. Feeding our cows is a costly investment. Joining us on our Producer Tuesday, Dan Bossy, president of Ag Resource Company, sponsored by the Professional Dairy Producers. More details about their programs and services at pdpw.org. And Bossy's recent dairy signal started with the corn prices. You see my headlines this last week here. We saw corn prices at the Chicago Board of Trade and in cash markets exceed $7.00 for the first time since 2013. So it's been a stretch of, uh, you know, about seven years that corn has not been this high. The last time we were this high 
was back in 2012 and 13 when we had a major drought which really affected North America. This one's different, no drought. In fact, some of you may be liking less rain to get crops in the ground, but you know that's been helpful. Corn prices have reached $7 a bushel. This is uh, something that we have been focused on all the way back to September of last year. We talked about this bull market in feed prices and that you all needed to be locking in a lot of feed if you were buying it uh, into the dairy. Uh, if you are a dairy milk factory, let's say someone in California and you're buying all your feed, this becomes a rather problematic environment, especially with as dry as you've been in California. So the problem for buying feed today is not only the price at the Chicago Board of Trade, but also that the price of, uh, let's say, corn or soybean meal, if you're using that for a, a, a supplement, a protein supplement, it is premium to the Chicago markets. And so you're having to pay even more. Looking at, you know, central Illinois, I did see some corn, cash corn trade as high as $7.40 a bushel. So an extremely high price for corn. And as dairymen, we got to be looking at the bottom, maybe 5 or 10% of our herd and deciding, saying, hey, is it better to feed old Nellie, uh, even though she's not producing it much, or is it better to send that corn or some of those ingredients to market and get a margin that way? Comments from Dan Bossy, president of Ag Resource. He says another big factor is going to be the weather coming up this summer. I will tell you that this year it's never been more important. We really can not withstand a, a U.S. corn yield that is under trend line or any kind of problems anywhere in the United States. And so if that were to happen, I would tell you that corn prices could maybe make it up to something like 8 or 8.5 a bushel. And as we think about our forage markets, U.S. hay seedings or U.S. hay acreage is now down at its lowest level since 1908. That's a lot, big, big decline in terms of hay acres. So if pasture conditions do turn bad, look for that hay market or forage market to get quite toasty, if you will, heading into June and July. Again, this bullishness is well-versed. I think it's the rally in corn and the rally in grain prices, not so much in dairy. But this is why the, the ag environment is turning more positive. Corn. Corn seems to run, in my work, a lot of the farm economy. And if you get the corn market right, a lot of good things happen. What is so interesting about this corn market is it's not directed by a supply loss. It's not a dire drought that happened last year. We have corn prices high because of demand. Because when I look to the month of June and look at the basis levels, whether it's St. Louis or Cedar Rapids at an ethanol plant, you can see that those basis levels are extremely high. This is telling us that corn demand is not going to be leaving us anytime soon and that this tightness of supply will probably be with us at least until the new crop position, which will be the end of August or September. So when you think about the feed markets, we've got another four months here of high cash prices for corn, soy meal, and other additives, whether it be cottonseed meal or whatever you're using for a protein, that will be sticking with us for that period of time. So be aware of that as you think about your budgeting for feed, feed prices going forward. Comments from Dan Bossy, president of Ag Resource Company, on a recent Dairy Signal webcast that you can hear in its entirety by heading to pdpw.org. Our thanks to the professional dairy producers for today's sponsorship of Producer Tuesday. Get control of flies on your dairy operation with an integrated pest management program built around Clarifly Larvicide and Starbar products from Central Life Sciences. Clarifly Larvicide offers feed-through control that prevents the emergence of nuisance flies from the manure of treated animals by as much as 96%. And Starbar features a lineup of baits, traps, and sprays that address fly problems in all areas of your dairy operation. Flies can spread disease and lead to decreases in milk quality and yields. Learn how to limit their impact at centralflycontrol.com. Join us tomorrow for our Ask the Vet segment with Dr. Ryan Leiterman from Crystal Creek. Thanks for listening. I'm Bill Baker, Dairy Radio Now. It's another Ag News update. One commodity has seen a 141% growth rate over last year. Which one? More after this. Before I started working as a soil scientist. Before I became a systems engineer. Before I got started in aerospace. I was a kid making discoveries. I did my first lab experiment. I found out science is cool. In 4-H. In 4-H. In 4-H. One million new ideas. Learn more and see how you can help at 4-H.org. 
One area of trade the Biden administration will be dealing with in 2021 is at the World Trade Organization, where half of the member countries failing to live up to their obligation of filing notifications, outlining the subsidies they give on a timely basis. 80 members have still not submitted their 2019 notifications, 67 members not submitting their 17 subsidy notifications, and those 2015 notifications, 57 have failed to do so. Where will ag and the general economy go in 2021? Well, according to Ag America Lending, nation's GDP expected to see growth of 6.5%, returning where it stood before the pandemic began. Unemployment rates are falling but remain above 6%. That's nearly twice the rate prior to the pandemic. But personal savings rate in the fourth quarter, 13.4%, compared to 7.3% a year earlier. Finally, sorghum exports this season totaling 3.4 million metric tons, gaining 141% growth over 2020. And with another Ag News update, I'm Tony St. James. Dairy producers, increase your production with Empire Premier Forages. BMR Empire Forages from Alta Seeds can increase your herd's dry matter intake. The carefully curated Empire Hybrid lineup provides highly digestible NDF and a low UNDF 240 in every ton of feed. Replace your expensive corn silage today with forage sorghums that increase dry matter intake with exceptionally low UNDF 240s. Transform your forage program and boost your dairy operation today. Reach out to an Empire Forage specialist at www.empireforages.com. American Cattle News. There are some factors driving the cattle market. We'll dig into them right after this. Before I started working as a soil scientist. Before I became a systems engineer. Before I got started in aerospace. I was a kid making discoveries. I did my first lab experiment. I found out science is cool. In 4-H. In 4-H. In 4-H. One million new ideas. Learn more and see how you can help at 4-h.org. So Terry Rogensack is with the Hightower Report. Takes a look at the markets. First factor for cattle, consumer demand indicators are about as strong as we have ever seen. Surging disposable income, the urge for consumers getting away from COVID and getting outside to meet with uh, friends and relatives and the restaurant reopenings are all key factors which are contributing to very strong short-term demand for uh, beef from the consumer. Second factor, April USDA cattle on feed report and the cold storage report both carried a bullish tilt. Beef prices are up about 9% since April 15th and have pushed up to the highest level since June of 2020. Keep in mind June of 2020 if we take that out that was an all-time high and uh, so this is pretty much as close to all-time high prices as we've uh, been in a long time. The three-week break uh, that we've seen has been uh, triggered by high price feed grains and this has encouraged producers to sell now as compared with holding off and waiting for a higher price. As a result we've seen the increased flow of cattle to the market. That's caused the three-week break in the June cattle and we pretty much priced that in. Uh, now oversold and now below the cash market and with this strong demand we cannot rule out a bounce maybe in the cash market back up to the 120-121 level into mid-May. I'm Tony St. James, American Cattle News. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. 
Oh, hey, you. It's Nicole Lappin, New York Times bestselling author, the only financial expert you don't need a dictionary to understand, and now the host of the new iHeartRadio daily podcast, Money Rehab. So here's the deal. I'm going to rehab your wallet so that you can get your financial life together once and for all. Because we all have money problems and the biggest mistake you can make is not admitting you have a problem. Find Money Rehab on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Nematodes are the invisible threat to tree nut orchards, which can cause yield losses of up to 50% annually. Protect your crops from nematode damage with Bellum One a wide-spectrum nematicide that can be conveniently applied in-season through chemigation, and you could increase your profits up to $475 per acre. With Vellum One, what's under your crop is under your control. Learn more at vellumone.com. Always read and follow label instructions. Attention business owners. Does your company make deliveries? If so, Right Now Couriers offers dedicated delivery drivers for your business. That's right, a dedicated delivery driver for your business. With Right Now Couriers, you'll never worry about a driver calling in sick. You'll save money on expenses, overhead, and payroll, and limit your business exposure. Call today and have a dedicated delivery driver tomorrow. Call 365-1541. Right Now Couriers. Serving the Central Valley for over 25 years. 365-1541. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's California attorneys. Online at CordellCordell.com. That's CordellCordell.com. 1455 Frazee Road, Suite 500, San Diego, California, 92108. Who's really running Joe Biden's White House? The First Lady? Kamala Harris? Maybe Barack Obama? Now, Newsmax's Greg Kelly asks the tough questions. Watch Greg Kelly tonight at 7 p.m. and 11 p.m. Eastern and see his series, Who's Really in Charge? Newsmax TV is on all major cable systems. If you don't get it, tell your cable operator you want Newsmax. Or download the free Newsmax app on your phone and start watching right away. Millions are watching Newsmax. So should you iHeartRadio is partnering with Global Citizen for Vax Live, the concert to reunite the world. You'll see performances from Jennifer Lopez, Eddie Vedder, Foo Fighters, Jay Balvin, and me, her. I'm Selena Gomez, and I'll be your host, along with some very special surprise guests. Global Citizen's Vax Live, the concert to reunite the world. Tune in to find out how you can win free tickets to the biggest sporting events in America this Saturday at 8 p.m. Watch on ABC, CBS, and YouTube, and listen on iHeartRadio. Power Talk 96.7 and AM 1400. Early season pest in walnuts. I'm Patrick Cavanaugh with the California Tree Nut Report. Houston Wilson is an assistant cooperative extension specialist in orchard and vineyard IPM. In walnuts, you have good whole integrity until late in the season, but early season access can be facilitated by a variety of things, most notably cobbling moth damage, but also walnut blight and sunburn. So those openings create a little foothold that navel orange worm can get into the nut earlier in the season. So cobbling moth is different from navel orange worm in that it can actually, the larva can bore through a sound walnut husk, whereas a navel orange worm can't. So in order to help reduce navel orange worm, of course, is sanitation during the winter. That's important because those mummies are also a reproductive substrate for the moths that first flight in the spring. Conley moth control is important as well because it will reduce that damage that gives a foothold for navel orange worm. Monitoring and well-timed sprays, of course, and most recently mating disruption. Wilson said there's three different trap types to monitor navel orange worm. There's these delta traps, there's the wing traps, that's the trap form itself. Either works, it's just whatever is, is suitable for your program. What I'm focusing on here are the different lures. So you have pheromone lures, those attract males. Ovipositional baits, that's a Peterson bait, that attracts mated females. And then phenylpropionate, these PPO lures, they attract both males males and females. What's useful is that these two, the ovipositional baits and PPO, those work under mating disruption, whereas the pheromone lures do not. Nematodes are the invisible threat to tree nut orchards, which can cause yield losses of up to 50% annually. Protect your crops from nematode damage with Bellum One, a wide-spectrum nematicide that can be conveniently applied in season through chemigation, and you could increase your profits up to $475 per acre. With Vellum One, what's under your crop is under your control. 
Learn more at vellumone.com. Always read and follow label instructions. American-based and family-run, Simplot Grower Solutions knows what it takes to keep a farm and your way of life productive and thriving. It takes field-proven insights backed by trusted technologies and products that help you get the most out of every acre. It takes a local ag expert you can grow with, a down-to-earth partner focused on your success. Head to SimplotGrowerSolutions.com and take the next step with us. Simplot Grower Solutions, in your fields, by your side. Thanks for listening. I'm Patrick Cavanaugh with the Tree Nut Report. All right, maybe you think you've heard everything in the medical world there is for your pain. Hey, it's Trevor. Listen, I want to tell you about some cutting-edge, life-changing, regenerative cell treatments. Is it your hip? Is it your back? Is it your knees? What if you're on the job and you're in pain? That's miserable. Let me tell you how to get rid of that chronic joint pain. And I'm saying no downtime, no surgery, no drugs. These are powerful, potent, proven treatments at Peak Physical Medicine in Visalia. 559-295-2410. These are advanced regenerative cell therapies. I'm serious. No drugs here. And you can avoid surgery. I'm talking about getting your life back. Call Peak Physical Medicine. They'll tell you all about it. If you got back pain, tennis elbow, arthritis, they can actually help restore damaged tissue. What it boils down to, it's allowing your body to heal itself with just a little help. That help is available at Peak Physical Medicine. Give them a call in Visalia, 559-295-2410. 559-295-2410. That's 295-2410. And tell them Trevor Carey sent you. Oh, hey, you. It's Nicole Lappin, New York Times bestselling author, the only financial expert you don't need a dictionary to understand, and now the host of the new iHeartRadio daily podcast, Money Rehab. So here's the deal. I'm going to rehab your wallet so that you can get your financial life together once and for all. Because we all have money problems and the biggest mistake you can make is not admitting you have a problem. Find Money Rehab on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Sometimes in business, the unexpected comes calling. From rent increases to increased orders to, I'm going to say it, unprecedented times. But don't bounce back. Bounce forward with Comcast Business. Bounce forward with fast, reliable internet on the network that can deliver gig speeds to the most businesses and gives you the flexibility to update your bandwidth in just a few clicks. Be fast. Be flexible. Be ready for what's next. And bounce forward with Comcast Business. Help your business bounce forward with this amazing offer. Get a powerful and reliable internet and voice solution starting at just $64.90 a month for 12 months with a two-year agreement. Plus, ask how to get a $500 prepaid card when you upgrade. Call 1-800-501-6000 or go to ComcastBusiness.com today to learn more. Prepaid card offer ends 421-21. Restrictions apply. New customers only with 35 megabits per second service and one voice line. Early termination fee applies. Equipment installation, taxes, and fees extra and subject to change. Call for details. Magnolia Crossing is an award-winning, not-for-profit assisted living and memory care community. They are now welcoming new residents that may otherwise not be able to afford quality care. Magnolia Crossing provides seniors with exceptional housing, care, and assistance in their daily living activities in a home-like setting near the heart of Old Town Clovis. There is a place that you can be confident your loved ones are well taken care of that you can afford. To learn more about the non-profit Magnolia Crossing, call Corey at 765-4916. That's 765-4916. Brought to you by iHeartMedia Community. Power Talk 96.7 and AM 1400. This Ag Life Report sponsored by Commercial Radiator. Always ready to pick up, repair, and deliver. This is Ag Life on Power Talk 96.7 and AM 1400. Word from Washington time here today on Ag Life. Andy Peterson, Bob Quinn, Spencer Jace, AgriPulse, and Spencer, we'll just start off uh, talking about the uh, joint session of Congress addressed by uh, President Biden last week. He's talking about coming tax increases, but then maybe agricultural exemptions. So what are you hearing? Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see how this actually ends up playing out, because uh, on one hand, we've got the Biden administration, the Department of Agriculture specifically, saying that, uh, you know, these tax provisions that uh, Biden is pursuing is going to you know potentially impact in the ballpark of about 2% of farms. But I had the chance to speak with a, with the a CPA uh, this morning who said that, you know, the number could end up being a little bit higher than that, just given the amounts of, you know, the, the just the nature of the assets that farmers and ranchers need to hold on to. And so there's a lot of things kind of yet up in the air. And it's also important to recognize that what we have seen from the Biden administration thus far is, you know, the potential for using some tax changes to pay for 
uh, some policy proposals. But what we have is about three lines of uh, administrative proposals. We don't have legislative text yet. And, uh, you know, you know, most importantly, we don't even have the introduction of legislative text yet, much less the final product. And so this was, uh, this week was definitely the, uh, you know, the first, uh, first step, kind of the introduction in this process. But it's definitely something we're going to be watching to see how it sorts out on Capitol Hill because, you know, there's a number of uh, congressional Democrats that might get a little bit nervous about some language that could be seen as uh, hurting family farmers and ranchers. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that was kind of the real bottom line, though, wasn't it, uh, is uh, from, from most farm groups is, okay, uh, we, we understand that you said that there's going to be an exemption for agriculture in some cases, in particular with uh, uh, passing uh, farmland along, but we're still kind of waiting to figure out how, how that's going to be implemented. Is that, is that where we're at? Yeah, and right now farm groups are uh, making their case to the Biden administration that they really are interested in protecting, uh, you know, what's what's called the stepped-up basis. I'm sure all of your uh, farmer and rancher listeners are very, very familiar with that concept, but basically it allows for, uh, you know, it allows for more favorable tax conditions for folks that inherit land. And so they're really looking, you know, land uh, and just assets in general. And so what they're doing is trying to make their opinions known for the Biden administration to say, like, hey, you know, we understand you're looking to do a lot of things on infrastructure, a number of social programs, and, you know, we're willing to, you know, entertain the idea that those might be good ideas. But it's going to be tough for us to get behind those, you know, if if, uh, it's, if what is used to pay for them is tax increases potentially on farmers and ranchers. And so right now, again, we're, we're in the very, very early stages. It's, uh, it's going to be something to follow here in these next couple of weeks because, you know, we, we don't have the Senate in town next week. The House is, uh, is around, but uh, on a pretty limited schedule. And so really what we're going to see here, you know, you know, next week is, is the beginning of May. Uh, really, Congress starts to, uh, you know, pick up its activity into, uh, you know, May, June and July in a non-election year. And so uh, a lot of policy gets done. A lot of appropriations bills get written. It's going to be a pretty active, uh, you know, <laughs> relatively speaking, I suppose one could cynically say, but it's going to be a pretty active uh, couple of months coming up here in Washington just with all of the various things the Biden administration are, is going to be looking to get across the finish line. Yeah, and we certainly appreciate uh, you being there with uh, boots on the ground and uh, uh, our eyeballs in the field when it comes to that. I want to ask you, too, uh, uh, something's gotten a little bit of uh, traction here in the Midwest as far as talk, and that is this 30 by 30 uh, proposition where uh, the president has said that we would like to protect 30 percent of uh, land in uh, the U.S. by the year 2030. And again, nobody really knows, I, I don't think, what that means. A, a lot of folks thought it was going to be maybe enrolling more land into CRP, more conservation programs, but uh, still kind of wondering uh, if there's any more detail. Have you heard anything? So still pretty limited in terms of detail. Uh, we are working on some additional stories on, on that, just uh, on our team at the moment, trying to get a better idea ourselves. And so that's something that, uh, that we'll definitely be following. But, it, you know, as you said, the, the, the firm hard details at this point are hard to come by. What we do know is that Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack has been pretty vocal that, you know, this is not a land grab. Uh, you know, that, that's his word. You know, this is, you know, this is not an attempt from the federal government to go out and seize private land for the purposes of conservation. Uh, this is, uh, it's not what they're trying to do. And as you mentioned, there could be efforts through conservation programs. You know, we do know that uh, the Department of Agriculture trying to get another 4 million acres of CRP on the books right now. Um, but, you know, there's still some things that need to be ironed out. Really what we have is the concept of this, you know, the 30 by 30 rule is something the Biden administration wants to do. What we need to learn yet is the specifics on how they're going to happen. Spencer Chase with us. Andy and Bob today on Ag Life. With California Ag Today, I'm Tim Hamrich. Labor and water continue to be important issues for California farmers and ranchers. Here are a few updates from around the state, courtesy of the California Farm Bureau. As California harvest season gains momentum, transportation companies worry there might not be enough truck drivers to move crops to market. People in the trucking and food businesses report they're already short of drivers to haul carrots and onions from Southern California fields. They say the shortage could worsen as harvests move north. Driver shortages have been a chronic problem that firms say has been amplified by the pandemic. Potential thieves in rural California have been using drones to locate equipment and tools they want to steal. The drones can scout property not visible from a public road. 
Authorities in Solano County report arresting two suspects in drone-related thefts and other rural crime deputies describe similar situations. Deputies have warned farmers to keep valuable equipment out of sight from the air if possible, as well as locking it after use. This is the busiest time of year for beekeepers who breed and sell queen bees to help replenish honeybee colonies. And the breeders say the drought may lead to additional demand. Dry weather reduces the amount of forage available to bees, meaning beekeepers could need to buy more queens to restock hives. Bee breeders say demand for new queens has been so intense that they've had to turn away prospective customers. Whether I'm welding or cutting, the most important thing for me is to be comfortable with superb visual acuity. I prefer the original Pancake brand welding hoods with their auto-darkening feature. Original Pancake brand welding hoods are priced right, lightweight, with a comfortable fit. For almost 60 years, pipeline welders, farms, and other small businesses have relied on the custom-fitting hoods from original Pancake brand welding hoods. To learn more, go to opbwh.com. That's opbwh.com. American-based and family-run, Simplot Grower Solutions knows what it takes to keep a farm and your way of life productive and thriving. It takes field-proven insights backed by trusted technologies and products that help you get the most out of every acre. It takes a local ag expert you can grow with, a down-to-earth partner focused on your success. Head to SimplotGrowerSolutions.com and take the next step with us. Simplot Grower Solutions, in your fields, by your side. This has been your California Ag Today report. I'm Tim Hammerich. America never stops. Thanks to the financial support of Farm Credit, neither do the farmers and ranchers who call her home. Since the beginning, we've been helping rural America show the world what hard work can achieve. But the job is far from over. And as rural America grows further, we'll be there. Just as we have for 100 years. Learn more at farmcredit100.com. Attention, California. New federal funding of $3 billion is available to help more people pay for health insurance, no matter what your income. Couples could now pay $700 less every month. Single people could have comprehensive coverage for $1 a month. And a family of four could pay less than $100 a month. To see your new lower price, go to coveredca.com. The sooner you sign up, the more you save. Covered California, this way to health insurance. West Side Equipment Company, the leading manufacturer in tomato harvesting equipment for over 20 years, is now your source for pistachio harvesting equipment. Providing the same quality and reliability, our pistachio machines are built locally in Madeira and come with unrivaled service by the same technicians who build them. With 24-7 parts and service, we make sure your time is never wasted. Call today to schedule your free in-season harvest demo and experience what sets our equipment apart. West Side Equipment Company, 559-474-5060. It's okay if you're wondering, is the COVID-19 vaccine safe for people like me? And when you're ready, here's your answer. It was tested by adult volunteers of different ages, races, genders, ethnicities, and health conditions. Tens of thousands of people, a group as diverse as California itself. And thanks to them, we know the vaccine is safe. Let's get you there. Let's get to immunity. Learn more at vaccinateall58.com or call 833-422-4255. Brought to you by the California Department of Public Health. Jason Pugh, Energy Concepts. He's here to get California out of energy poverty. I'm telling you, man, it's getting worse and worse every year. This is as predictable as allergies and the summer heat coming on strong. Now, Jason, you've been in business since 1992. you got a lot of competitors out there in the Valley. Why is Energy Concepts a company to go with? We're never going to come down your block pounding on your doors like a herd of locusts just trying to eat up every rooftop and just sell everything they can. We're also not chasing you around a big box store telling you we can save you 20% on your power bill if you just sign up for something that doesn't cost you anything. As we all know, nothing's free. And Energy Concepts has a tool that lets customers, you'll give them an idea of the estimated cost of what the system will cost for their house. Yeah, track us down at 559solar.com. We actually have a really slick new tool that we just developed. It gives you an idea of what your solar system cost would be and what your payments would look like. The number one concern we always hear is, I don't think I can afford this. The truth is, you can't afford not to do this. Give us a call at 485-2504. We're Energy Concepts, the highest rated SunPower Elite dealer in the Valley. Power Talk, 96.7 and AM 1400. Farm News on Ag sponsored by Bear Crop Science.
This is Ag Life on Power Talk 96.7 and AM 1400. Bob went back with some farm news this morning, friends. Well, to help the state prepare for what she calls a potentially catastrophic wildfire season, Washington Commissioner of Public Lands Hillary France recently kicked off the Wildfire Ready Neighbors program in that state. Campaign connects those in wildfire-prone areas with efforts and tools to help home and property owners take proactive steps to better protect their belongings from wildfire. Fran says the program focuses on large steps and small steps alike. One of the easiest things rural property owners can do to give their home a chance during a wildfire is water your lawn all spring and summer. I saw homes in OMAC where um, that fire, the cold spring fire, came racing through and demolished everything. But then there was a home that had an irrigated circle just around the home, and the home was untouched because the fire hit that wet lawn, green grass, and moved around it. Fran says Wildfire Ready Neighbors is currently a pilot project being rolled out in three high-risk counties. She's hopeful the program can be expanded in the near future. When it comes to the wildfire season ahead, Fran's expect 2021 to be a significant one. You know, we experienced that snow and rain earlier this year um, and it, it is a bit calming when we get that. Unfortunately, we have seen a lot of hot, dry days. It's getting hotter, drier sooner. We've seen um, just in the last few weeks and months um, less moisture. All of that quickly dries out the landscape that had that snow and rain and it doesn't take much for fires to start. Franz noted the Northwest wildfire season is off to an early start with fires already reported in Washington, Idaho, and Oregon. Well, friends, adverse weather conditions paired with some herbicides that can cause crop injury early in the season is what row crop agriculture worries about. Michael Clements has a report for us today. Ryan Norton is an agronomy service representative with Syngenta. He says protecting a grower's crop from weed competition is key to maximizing yield potential, but a successful herbicide program should also offer crop safety. Norton says that's especially true early in the season. It's important for growers to assess their weed management program to ensure it can adapt to Mother Nature's curveballs. We've had quite a few of these the last few years. Much of the Corn Belt faced cold temperatures and rain-delayed planting during the 2020 season. These weather conditions can impact the ability for growers to apply their herbicides effectively pre-emergence, and they can also increase the potential for crop response from some herbicide selections. This can lead to poor stand establishment, slowed crop emergence and development, and direct injury, all of which can impact crop crop canopy, which can lead to more weed pressure throughout the season and decrease yields in the end. Fortunately, there are flexible, crop-safe corn herbicides on the market that will help crops withstand unpredictable weather and protect them from yield-robbing weeds. Dr. Aaron Burns, assistant professor and extension weed scientist with Michigan State University, shares how crop safeners help metabolizing enzymes to help your corn emerge. Crop safeners are important because crops metabolize herbicides. That's how they survive that herbicide application and if they're not growing as well. So cool and wet conditions, like you mentioned, there's a lot of times still going to take up that herbicide, but they can't metabolize it at the same rate. So safeners really help boost those metabolizing, you know, enzymes within the plant. And it gives you another tool to be using to ensure that you know, the corn emerges or survives an early post-herbicide application well and isn't injured and have any kind of slower growth from that herbicide. Norton says it's critical for producers to use a corn herbicide that's proven to deliver excellent pre- and post-emergent crop safety, especially when crops face adverse weather conditions. He talks about other conditions growers need to consider when selecting a crop-safe product. To increase crop safety, some herbicides will include a crop safener, but not all products include a crop safener. And even if they do, particularly in the case of generics, it's unknown what actual safener is being used or at what rate. It's also important to utilize a herbicide with powerful, broad-spectrum weed control providing long-lasting residual, improving crop safety for higher yield potential. He talks about a recommendation for growers looking to not only protect their crops, but also maximize yield potential. The product we've had tremendous success with is Acuron Corn Herbicide. Only Acuron
Amazon has proven crop safety. It's been proven to provide excellent pre-emergence and post-emergence crop safety across a wide range of soil types, weather conditions, and plant genetics. Its crop safety enables application flexibility from 28 days pre-plant, including burn down, such as in no-till conditions, and can be used post-emergent up to 12-inch tall corn. Even in cool, wet conditions, Acuron is unlikely to ding your corn when used according to the label. Acuron is a dependable, easy-to-use formulation that contains a proven crop safener, Binoxicore, for improved crop safety. Acuron outyields competitive herbicides by 5 to 15 bushels an acre because of its unique combination of powerful weed control, longest-lasting residual, and proven crop safety. To find out how crop safety could impact your revenue potential and to see how Acuron can provide an extra 5 to 15 bushels an acre to your yield, try Syngenta's online calculator at www.findmorebushels.com or talk to your local Syngenta retailer. And remember to always read and follow label instructions. Acuron is a restricted-use pesticide. Acuron yield advantage range is based on 2016 Syngenta and university trials comparing Acuron to Corvus, Resicor, and SureStart 2 and Verdict herbicide applied pre-emergence and at full label rates. Michael Clements reporting. Some farm news this morning. You're listening to Ag Life. It was meant to be a rehabilitation center for troubled youth. Anna Wakey has come to represent the tip of an iceberg of discovery into the abuse of children. But really, it was a breeding ground for abuse. By the brochures, I thought I was going to a camp. I didn't realize I was going to be locked up. Thousands of patients passed through its doors, many leaving worse than when they arrived. Everybody knew and everybody kept their mouth shut. Listen to Camp Hell, Anna Wakey, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to podcasts. Power Talk, 96.7 and AM 1400. From the Ag Information Network, I'm Bob Larson with your agribusiness update. As the California harvest season gains momentum, transportation companies worry there may not be enough truck drivers to move crops to market. People in the trucking and food businesses report they're already short of drivers to haul carrots and onions from Southern California fields. They say the shortages could worsen as harvests move north. Firms say the chronic driver shortages have been amplified by the pandemic. A new study demonstrates switching to biodiesel could result in significant health benefits such as decreased cancer risk, fewer premature deaths, and reduced asthma attacks. According to agrimarketing.com, the fuel research was conducted at 13 U.S. sites exposed to high rates of petroleum diesel pollution to assess the public health benefits and potential economic savings of converting from petroleum-based diesel to 100% biodiesel or B100. Biodiesel is a readily available low-carbon renewable fuel made from a diverse mix of resources like soybean oil, recycled cooking oil, and animal fats. What do farmers think about President Biden's goal of cutting greenhouse gas emissions 50% by 2030? AgWeb.com reports in an April 27th Farm Journal Pulse poll, they ask what that would mean for agriculture. Of the 976 respondents, 4% said positive, creating new revenue. 72% answered negative, creating new regulation. 14% said both positive and negative. 1% were neutral. And 9% didn't know. You've probably been told that to reach a millennial farmer, you have to go digital. Hmm. Facebook, Vimeo, YouTube, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn, an online publication, or maybe a podcast. Hmm, but which one? Oh, and how receptive is this age group to your sales pitch during non-work social time? Maybe the best place to reach a farmer with a farming solution message is when they are, well, quite frankly, farming. You know, it's easy for us to find them during the day as most farmers are behind the wheel of a pickup truck or farm equipment with the radio on, listening to this station for the Ag Information Network of the West News. If you'd like to deliver information about your terrific product or service, give us a call and we'll connect you directly with our community of loyal farmer listeners. Reach real farmers right here, right now, as they listen to what is important to their farm operation. They trust us, they'll trust you. With your Agribusiness Update, I'm Bob Larson. Nematodes are the invisible threat to tree nut orchards, which can cause yield losses of up to 50% annually. Protect your crops from nematode damage with Bellum One, a wide-spectrum nematicide that can be conveniently applied in season through chemigation, and you could increase your profits up to $475 per acre. With Bellum One, what's under your crop is under your control. Learn more at vellumone.com. Always read and follow label instructions. 
It was meant to be a rehabilitation center for troubled youth. Anna Wakey has come to represent the tip of an iceberg of discovery into the abuse of children. But really, it was a breeding ground for abuse. By the brochures, I thought I was going to a camp. I didn't realize I was going to be locked up. Thousands of patients passed through its doors, many leaving worse than when they arrived. Everybody knew and everybody kept their mouth shut. Listen to Camp Hell, Anna Wakey, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, let me remind you about the good old days. Remember when you could enjoy life when, ah, my knee's not hurting, my back's not hurting, my hip's not hurting. And I'm not talking about just relaxing. I'm talking about on the job. Hey, it's Trevor Carey. If you're tired of being in pain, I've got some amazing news. New breakthrough medical treatments are here. Advanced regenerative cell therapy that can alleviate your chronic joint pain. I'm talking... There's no downtime. There's absolutely no surgery. There's no drugs. I know, it sounds like magic. You probably don't believe me, but call Peak Physical Medicine in Visalia, 559-295-2410. They want to explain how these powerful, potent, proven treatments work. I'm hearing about the fantastic results, new patients each week. Back pain, arthritis, tennis elbow, regenerative cell options can not only take away your pain, but they can actually restore damaged tissue. Call Peak Physical Medicine to learn more about these life-changing treatments. In Visalia, 559-295-2410. That's 295-2410. Portions of the following program were pre-recorded. Power Talk, 96.7 and AM 1400. <laughs> Bob Quinn back to wrap up Ag Life for today, friends. Choosing the right corn starter fertilizer, critical to protect your yield potential. Michael Clements wraps us up today. Greg Vincent is a district manager with Ag Spectrum and the Maximum Farming System from Missouri. He says setting up the plant to get early phosphorus uptake is critically important early in a corn plant's life. Most people, when they're choosing a starter, they're really kind of choosing it for the wrong reason a lot of times, is that they think they want that pop-up to get it up out of the ground fast, and that's important that it gets up and growing fast, but the real reason you should be using a starter fertilizer is for the phosphorus uptake because the critical time for corn to develop really its yield potential early on anyway is is at the V3 stage. And what that is determined by is the kernel count around the corn ear, and that's really driven by phosphorus uptake by V3 to V5. Vincent says it's important to choose the right starter fertilizer that has nutrients readily available from the start of the growing season. If you can find a starter cooked into a nutrient form. So that means it's available immediately to the plant. It's also in a lower pH, so it's not tied up by the calcium in the soil because calcium and phosphorus naturally tie up. And that's why a lot of times at the end of the season, farmers are going to be very disappointed in their yields. Also, if phosphorus in many starter fertilizers is applied at high enough rates where it can get to the plant, Vincent says it would be dangerous to the seed. You can get enough starter available, enough phosphorus available from a 1034-0 base starter product to uptake the phosphorus that it needs. But it's got to be in very, very high rates, and that's going to be damaging to the seed. So what you're effectively doing is you're defeating the purpose there. Getting a starter that can be placed properly at high enough rates and available to the crop is a challenge, but not impossible. The maximum farming system has an option available that can do just that. You have to be set up on the planter properly, and that means going directly in furrow with it. If we put our starter directly in furrow with a micronutrient package and a biological stimulator with that. We're creating an environment there for nutrients to release naturally. From there, Vincent says the focus is on what you can do later in the season to keep corn growing strong. Ag Spectrum offers the scientifically based maximum farming system an integrated approach to farming. So you set the corn up and then as we get into the system approach, we're going to look at some additional fertilization techniques that we can do to feed the crop as it's growing through the season. You also put that starter in there with a nitrogen band by the row because as that corn corn is reaching that V3 to V5 stage where you're getting that kernel count set around, that's when you start to see the needs change to nitrogen. Michael Clements reporting. And with that, friends, we're out of time for today. Thanks for joining us back tomorrow morning with another edition of Ag Life.